You are listening to the Happiest Lives Podcast with Jill Lillard, episode number eight. Welcome to the Happiest Lives Podcast, where you'll learn to think better, feel better, and become the woman God says you already are. Here's your host, Jill Lillard. Hello, everyone. Today, I am here with a special guest, Becky Harling, who has authored many books. She's a best-selling author of many Christian books. And we're going to talk about one today, Rooted Joy, which ties in with the Girlfriends Gathering series. And she's going to tell you a little bit more about that at the end. But since we are talking this month about how to have a happy life and I knew about her new study. I thought it would be perfect to have her here as a guest. So welcome, Becky. Hey, it's great to be with you, Jill. I'm excited about this. I'm excited too. You are my very first guest. And so I'm just going to hop right on in with all the questions. So how do you define rooted joy? So that is a great place to start. You know, scientific research shows us that joy is relational in nature. And so God designed us with this need for relationships. And so I define rooted joy as having a deep connection with God and deep connection with others through friendship, you know? And when we have both of those happening in our lives, our lives are much happier and much more filled with joy because God's designed us that way. So it's all, it sounds like it's all relational. It's all rooted in relationship. (laughs) It is rooted in relationship. You know, first and foremost, obviously that relationship with Christ is the most important. Um, You know, if you think about John 15, Jesus talks all through that chapter about abide in me, stay connected to me. So when we're connected to Jesus, we know that he's in charge of our lives. He's working all things together for our good. So that gives us an element of joy there. But then he calls us to be in relationship with other people. We really can't live a life of joy isolated. You know, we, we need each other in this and our lives are better, richer, more abundant, more happy with close friends as we live life out together. Yes, that is so, so very true. Well, I love how you divided the story into four different parts, the story, the, the study, the devotional, you divided this into four different parts, the about friendship, humility, discovering your one thing and peace. And so how did you, how did you decide on these four different aspects to focus on in the study? Well, for starters, the study goes through the book of Philippians, which is a really short book, right? It has four chapters, Paul's writing to his close friends, he's in jail. And so each of these themes come out of the different chapters. So friendship and affirming your friends comes out of chapter one. And then humility, chapter two is all about humility, the humility Mm -hmm. of Christ and what that's supposed to look like in our lives. And then chapter three, Paul says, you know, I make it my goal to know one thing. The one thing was Jesus. And then the fourth chapter, of course, we have where Paul, Paul says, you know, don't be anxious for anything. And so he really wants us to discover the pathway to peace. So that's where those themes came out of. Yes. So in the first, um, as you focus on the friendship, you alluded to that a little bit when you were talking about joy is very relational. 
it's, it's rooted in those relationships. Can you speak a little bit more to Philippians aspect on friendship and relationships, um, that we, we find in there? Yeah. So God designed us with this need for deep connection, right? Because we're made in the image of God. So the image of God, there's God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit. And within the Trinity, there's relationship, but then God, the father also wants deep relationship with us. So we're designed for relationship in Philippians one. It's really interesting because Paul is in jail. I mean, that's would be a crazy place to be. Right. And yet as he writes his friend, He's saying things like, I thank God every time I remember you. I'm confident in this very thing that he who began a good work within you will fill it to completion. You know, he's telling them how wonderful they are. And out of that chapter, we learn a significant element for our friendships. It's the power of affirmation. You know, if you think about your friends, a lot of times every, you know, in particularly in this day and age, a lot of friends are weary or tired, you know, or they're um, weighed down by financial burdens or by burdens with their kids or other burdens that they have. How many of them just need a word of affirmation today? And we see that modeled with Paul because he continually affirms the Philippian believers, his friends that lived in Philippi. And so we can learn from that and make our friendships more connected by just taking the time to say, hey, I love this about you. You know, maybe it's, I love how intentional you are with your kids, or I really love how intentional you are at modeling for me a life of prayer or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. It could be something like, I love how you decorate your house, but people need those affirmations and that builds our connection with each other. Yes. Okay. That's so good. Cause yeah, you think of Paul and his journeys and the things he experienced his, his mindset and attitude, faith in the Lord. Um, but yeah, his relationship and encouraging others was such a big aspect of that. It wasn't, um, yeah. separate from his relationships with this bigger body. So I, I like how you focus on that. Um, then you also talk about hum- humility, um, that showing up humble can strengthen our friendships and increase our joy. Why do you think it's so important in our relationships to have a spirit of humility? Okay. So first of all, I I had never discovered this research fact before until I started studying this book. Do you know that I think it was Harvard that put out a whole research study on the fact that people that are humble are actually happier than people Mm -hmm. who are not humble. So that's intriguing. And then in Philippians 2, Paul says, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. And Jesus is our example for humility. When And when you look at that, it's not that Jesus was a doormat to people. It's not that he, you know, just had low self-esteem. No, to the contrary, Jesus knew who he was. He was the very son of God. He was God. He didn't have to continually reach to prove that to people. And as a result, he was able to be more focused on people because he knew why he had come come. He knew what his purpose was. He knew who he was. When we're humble, we know who we are and what our calling is. We know what our strengths are, but we also know what our limitations are. You know, Jesus had to live within a 24 hour time frame like we do. He had a, he was bound in a human body. So he had limitations. We have limitations. And when we are comfortable in that, and we bring that into friendship, 
our friendships grow deeper because we're not trying to one up our friends. We're not trying to prove, oh, you know, this, that or the other thing. We, we're comfortable. We know, OK, I'm good at this. I'm not so great at that. And I'm just going to bring you my humble self. I've got nothing to prove before you. I just want to enjoy you. Yes. I think that's one of the most overlooked <laughs> traits of, you know, characters that we all want to be able to possess to, you know, I think really to have a more satisfying life. And I think it does. It opens us up as, as you said, Jesus was the perfect model and example of that. So you also talked about in this section about humility, you talked about grumbling and complaining and how that can impact our friendships and ultimately our joy. Do you want to speak a little bit more to that? You know, I do because Paul says do everything without grumbling and complaining. And, you know, he wasn't saying don't be vulnerable or real, right? I mean, if you're with a friend and your friend says, hey, how are things going with the child you were having a difficult time with? You want to be able to be authentic and honest so that you can continue to grow towards the Lord. However, here, especially in the West, we have a tendency to grumble a lot, you know, oh, the weather's horrible. I mean, I, I, God was convicting me of this last week because I live in Colorado Springs and It's spring. We're well into April and we can have 80 degrees one day and snow the next. And I'm like, that's just wrong. You know, (laughs) I'm kind of done with winter. And then I think, okay, but I'm not the designer of the weather. I'm not going to get all caught up in complaining. And you notice that people that complain and grumble about every little thing, friends don't really want to be with them because it's discouraging. You know, mm-hmm. my, my daughter was working in an assisted living place last week. She had to do a special volunteer project there. And she went to deliver a meal to one of the residents. And the person who was supervising her said, Oh, this resident is part of the mean girls. And Bethany's like, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, they're just mean. They complain about everything. But then people back up, you know, because they don't want to be around you if you're complaining about everything. If life is never good, that's a problem. Yeah. And so what do you think the difference is between being vulnerable and complaining? So I think when you're vulnerable, you first of all, you choose who you're going to be vulnerable with, right? And so if you have close friends, which I hope you do, you can say, hey, I really need prayer today. I'm struggling with anxiety, or I'm really struggling with my teenage kid, or I'm really struggling with this, that, or the other thing. And you can pray together. Grumbling and complaining is like when you're in the Starbucks line and there's 12 people in front of you. Oh, why is it so long in this line? This is taking forever. I just want to get through here, you know, and you're complaining or complaining can be, you know, about the place where you work. If I ask you every day for a year how work is and every single day you tell me how awful it is, you know, it might be time to look for a new job because you're complaining about it continually. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you're talking about like complaining, it's like, you're talking about everything outside of you, where I think with vulnerability, you're sharing a little bit of yourself, right? And so in in those ways, it's kind of the opposite. But I mean, I think that's a really good point you brought up because I think sometimes we complain because we're like, well, I just, I'm not going to be fake. I'm not going to pretend, you know, I want to be real authentic about that. And so I think um, we could probably do a whole podcast on that, on what it means to be authentic and the difference between complaining about stuff and, you know, being vulnerable. So will you also talk about the one thing 
that Paul writes that knowing Christ, this is one thing. So how can we encourage each other as friends to pursue Christ as our one thing without coming across as judgmental, preachy? Yeah, I think that's a really good question because I, I, we as close friends, and again, this material is designed for close friends to do together. So you're on a spiritual journey together and you, you don't want to judge each other. Like, I don't want to say to you, Jill, I know that you are not spending enough time, you know, in the Bible every day. That's judgy, right? But if I say, hey, why don't we connect once or twice a month and just see what both of us are learning about Mm -hmm. the Lord in this season or how he's growing us, that's a lot more soft and it's inviting, yeah. right? And it, and then questions like, how can I pray for you, Jill, today? I you're you know, or sending a text message like, you're really on my heart this morning. Is there something specific I can be praying about? Or mm-hmm. you could decide as girlfriends to join a small group together or become a small group and say, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to just journey into Christ more deeply together because we realize we are better together. So we're not going to judge each other, but we're just going to encourage each other in our journeys towards making Christ our one thing. Yes. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I always like practical application of, okay, how do we do this? What does it look like? And so you gave us some good, some good things there. So the last um, section in your study, the last session that you offer for the ladies is um, the, the section on peace. And so anxiety robs so many of us of peace and joy. And you outline a plan for peace in the book. And so tell us a little bit about that plan. And if you have an example of a time when you applied that for yourself. Yeah. And so I, I think it's important to start this by saying, you know, Paul wrote, be anxious for nothing. And we look at that and we think, oh man, I'm failing. So then we add guilt to the whole thing, right? Because mm-hmm. we struggle with the anxiety. But really, if you analyze the Greek there, it means to not continue in anxiety. So that's mm-hmm. why a plan is really important. And so the plan that I outline in the book is process first come to grips with the fact that you are feeling anxious, you know, be aware of your body. Like if your body's all tense, obviously there's something going on, you know, be aware of triggers. So, okay. If I'm triggered, um, you know, if I was in a car accident and then I'm out driving, I can get triggered and I can get tense and anxiety can happen. So I process where that's coming from. And then I pray immediately. I learned to take it to the Lord, Lord, Right now, I'm feeling anxious, or I'm feeling Mm -hmm. fear, or I'm feeling worried, or I'm feeling frazzled. You know, all of those are kind of wrapped up in anxiety. And then the third part of the process is learning to praise God for who he is and for what he can bring you in your anxiety, you know, because he can bring Mm -hmm. you peace. And as we praise him, there's a shift in our brain chemistry, and and peace is the net result. So actually, you asked me to share an example, and I'm going to go back to that car accident example. This is very fresh. Like Mm -hmm. probably two months ago, I was in a car accident, and it was traumatic. I mean, I'm thankful that I wasn't hurt. My car was definitely Mm -hmm. wrecked. But um, then I came home, and I told my husband, "I, I don't want to drive. And he said, well, you really need to drive, which is true. We can't do our lives without driving, right? Yeah. So he's like, okay, 
So take my car and go somewhere, you know, go to Starbucks or go to Target or go somewhere, right? Or I can go with you. He's like, but you you kind of need to do it right away so that you get over this, right? So yeah. I got in his car to drive it and I could feel the anxiety taking over me. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to stop and work my plan. Lord, I'm really anxious. I keep hearing in my mind that crash. I feel afraid to drive but I know you want me to drive because we can't do our lives without me driving. Yeah. So Lord, I pray that you would just bring peace and calm into this. And then I started praising God as I put the car in drive. Lord, I thank you that you're going to help me to be present as I'm driving. I praise you that you are surrounding my car as I'm driving. I praise you that I'm doing it and I'm not just (laughs) paralyzed in my driveway. You know, as I praised him. The Holy Spirit brought me calm as I was driving. Now, I might need to rework that plan again and again and yes, again, yeah. but it does work. Yes. Okay. That's so good. We have a similar thing that we use inside the happiest lives called the four, the four P's and it uh-huh. starts with panic, uh-huh. <laughs> panic, pause, pray and praise. And, you know, I love that because you have a, a concrete way of like, anytime you have a problem like that, like, you know what to do. You just, you hit the pause, you pray about it. And then you move into, to praise, which that's a big thing with, with you. Uh, You have several books about, about praise and ways that we can make praise part of our lives. I always like um, that you include music in part of your studies, which you do in the girlfriend's um, gathering series. And so maybe let's just talk about a little bit about that. So the, the concepts you've talked, given us just a little peek into the four little sessions in that is found in rooted joy, but this book, this study is part of a series called the girlfriend's gathering, which I think was such a sweet, fun idea, how you put all that together. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So in 2019, um, three of my friends, we all met here in Colorado Springs um, just for like a girlfriend's retreat, right? And over that weekend, we drove and saw the leaves changing. We sat around my uh, one friend's living room and opened our Bibles and talked about what God was teaching us. We prayed for each other. We laughed. We cried. I mean, we just had such a deep time for that whole weekend. And then in 2020, COVID hit. and. I began to wonder, are live events coming back? And if they do, do women still crave the big event? Now, maybe they do. um, And I still really enjoy those big events. But I started to dream about what would happen if I created some material that girlfriends could use for a weekend retreat together, you know, so maybe like for you, Jill, you'd gather like five or six of your really close friends and you'd be like, okay, let's go somewhere and just have our own little girlfriends gathering, you know? And so this material is designed for friends. And so it, it, it includes questions that help you be vulnerable. It includes these Bible passages and some music, but it also includes uh, questions to get you to really authentically share what you're going through. It includes suggested girlfriend activities that you can do together that go around the theme of that session. It um, 
It also includes a blessing at the end of each session where you can bless each other as friends. And then this uh, series will have each book will have four 10 minute videos that girlfriends can watch together. So Rooted Joy has four 10 minute videos that go along with it. Um, and so, yeah, it's designed to help women connect because we need those deep, close, connected friends. Yes. Okay. That's so good. Yeah. My wheels are, are spinning here because <laughs> I always do a, I always do an annual retreat at my house with our, um, academy graduates, our VIP members, those who have gone through my intensive program. And so I usually do a lot of planning for the content for that. And it's something that's just, it's completely free for the, for the ladies who come. And so as I'm hearing about your girlfriend gathering series, I'm like, huh, I wonder if we could use one of those for, for our weekend, as far as just kind of the meat, the meat for the weekend. And you yeah, have already you done all the work putting it together. <laughs> so that way, like when you get this book, if people get the book rooted joy, they'll notice, wow, like this is pretty short. It's short on purpose because yes. it's meant to be a guide for a weekend, or you could do it as a four week Bible study. And then at the end, there's a seven day devotional follow-up plan that all the girlfriends will each do individually on their own. I love but, that. You know, so good. You can connect and say, okay, this is what I got out of this. Or what did you get out of this? You know? Yeah. And so it's, it's just a way to stay connected. That's good. Okay. Well, and then I'm excited to see, I know this is number one in the series. So I'm going to, yes. I'm really excited to see what the next ones are that are coming out in addition to this. So, yeah. Awesome. So one will come out in 20. 24 and one will come out in 2025. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, tell all of our listeners where they can find your books, where they can connect with you. Um, and I will include this in the show notes. So if you, if you're driving, it'll just go back and look in the show notes, but go ahead and tell us where they can go. Yeah. So the best place to connect with me is at beckyharling.com and definitely sign up for my weekly devotional. It lands in your inbox every Monday morning and it'll always, it's something fresh, usually right out of my own personal quiet time or whatever God's doing in my life. And then it usually updates you on what the Connected Mom podcast is going to be about this week. I'm the host of the Connected Mom podcast. So that's included in there and anything coming up is included in there. So definitely connect with me at my website, sign up for that devotional. I think there's a couple of free gifts up on my website right now. You can find me on Instagram at, at Becky Harling. You can find me on Facebook, Becky Harling speaker author. Uh, Be I think it's Becky Harling ministries for my author speaker page on Facebook. So yeah, I love to connect with people. So please do connect. And yeah, and you can get this book and the rest of my books, wherever Christian books are sold. Okay. So you can find it on Amazon. Yeah. Our Christian book distributors are all the places. Okay. Yep. All the places. Awesome. So good. Well, Becky, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's always fun to see you and, and get to hang out well, with you. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me, Jill. It's always fun to see you too. This is very fun. Ah. All right. Well, you have a great um, rest of your week or weekend for those who are listening on a Friday. Um, and thank you guys for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to help you take this concept and apply it. Join me in Clarity and Courage, my cost-effective coaching program for Christian women. 
Each month, receive the tools you need to apply the concepts and grow. We will meet on a live coaching call where you can ask me anything. Plus, you get access to the worksheet workshop where you can have conversations with other women just like you. Learn more and sign up at myhappyvault.com backslash clarity and courage.